Well, of course, the big news last week was Nazem Kadri off the board going to Calgary Flames. So this week that brings up the question, who's left? Today we'll look at some of the NHL free agents still on the market, including our friends Phil Kessel and P.K. Subban. Predict where they might wind up next year and try to guess why they haven't been signed yet. We'll talk about that today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day every single day. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor on the and I have a partner in crime. You do. I am Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at onthefourcheck.com. Uh, Ann, did you have a chance to see the uh, the World Juniors gold medal game over the weekend? I did. I did watch it. It was, um, it didn't end the way I wanted it to, but it was a really good game. No, yeah. Did I mean, you catch any of it? I, I did catch some of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good for Yo- uh, Joachim Kamel. Uh, yes. Goal there. Uh, I mean, you know, Canada winning is it's certainly a thing that happened, um, you know, <laughs> con- considering everything we've, you know, talked about over the past couple of weeks with regards to this tournament, you know, not exactly a feel good story, I think, but it's not, um, but I will say from an entertainment value, like an on ice hockey entertainment yes. value, um, that was such a crazy game, like such a crazy entertaining yeah. game. Yeah, it was amazing. I, You know, it really looked like Canada kind of had had it. The third period comes around and, of course, our good friend Joachim Kimmel scores the tying goal, takes it to overtime. And then in overtime, am I the only one that was like, Finland won, Finland won? and right. They didn't cross the goal lines. Yeah, thinking physics and yeah, well, that was like to me like the, you know, everybody's talking about the Kent Johnson golden goal, um, which hey, go go Michigan, go blue, yeah. um, you know, everybody's talking about that. Not a lot of people are going to be talking about the Mason McTavish play to completely keep Unreal. that off the board. I mean, that to me was the the defining play of that game. For me, yes, just like you know, in midair, yeah, and and to be so dialed in and so mindful of like where did it land? Okay, I need to scoop. I mean, it was it really was incredibly impressive. I thought for sure Finland had won it, but that was that was. uh, I agree with you. I think that was the play of the game, and a little bit heartbroken. I was a little bit heartbroken for Finland. I'm not gonna lie. I got emotionally invested, which never turns out well for me in hockey, but. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, Canada won. And here's the thing. And I'll just say this and I'm not going to I'm not going to beat the dead horse, but I feel really bad for these young men who worked really hard and who came and who won this tournament. And I feel really bad for them and for their family because they're like you see them win. And in the back of your mind, you're like, how y'all going to celebrate? And it's not about these boys. And I hate that that is sort of the cloud that hangs over them. But when you have an organization that overlooks or looks the other way or completely misses 
really horrific alleged behavior previously. It just, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm, I'm happy for these young men, but I'm just not real happy with the organization that won. <laughs> it's going to be interesting from a hockey standpoint to see what the, the tournament in a couple months mm-hmm. looks like. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, in th- there's so much, you think of so much that's happened between, you know, December and, you know, today. Right. You know, it's interesting what the landscape is kind of going to look like in a couple of months, you know, who knows if, you know, like who knows if the situation with Russia changes very true. Now and then. Um, you know, who knows if, if hockey Canada has to go through some stuff and, and, you know, so that's that's going to be a very interesting tournament to watch um, in a couple of months for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk NHL free agents, shall we? So we shall. the big the big prize that was still in the market, um, you know, a month after UFA started was, of course, Nassim Kadri. Mm-hmm. That was the prize pig that was still at the state <laughs> fair. Um, yeah, and it's very weird that he's kind of remained unsigned for so mm-hmm. long but uh he will be going to the calgary flames on a seven year seven million dollar deal yeah. um pretty good deal for the calgary flames and all things considered you know they lose their two best players from last year and still come out of it looking like it's still a pretty good hockey team which is kind of crazy and well, there was definitely a point where it was like, wah, 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 like, oh, Calgary, look at how close you were. And now you're back to kind of being a little bit of a dumpster fire. But Calgary has rallied this offseason. And I agree with you. I think you add Nazem Kadri, and it just sort of stirs the pot again. And I'm ex- I will say I am excited to see what Calgary does you know, very different looking roster for sure. But you add Nazem Kadri, and look, they had some good young players that were warming up and doing really well this past season in Calgary. So I think Calgary has had the most interesting offseason, and I am most curious to see what their free agency losses and gains are going to sort out to look like on the ice. So, you know, way to go, Calgary. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I think from their standpoint, I would rather have, you know, Kachuk and Gaudreau. But mm-hmm. you're replacing Matthew Kachuk with Jonathan Huberdeau, who was a like a heart trophy candidate in his yeah. own right last year. Like he was really good. Like he was in the top, maybe the top five best seasons in the NHL last year. Um, and then, you know, you also look on, on the other end of the spectrum and they get Nazem Kadri, who is going to pretty much shore up that second line. Mm-hmm. You know, you think if, whether it's, you know, Andrew Majapani or Tyler Toffoli that, you know, play back with him on that second line. Um, there's going to be, you know, still a very solid burst of depth scoring there. Um, and, you know, and to me, I think the most underrated part of, you know, that whole trade was Mackenzie Weger who is one of the most underratedly good defensemen in the NHL. Like you look at his number, like in his like analytics and stuff like that, he was among the top in the NHL. And so the flames got him to add to what was already a pretty decent defensive floor. And so now all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the flames have some pieces. So that's going to be very interesting to watch. Yeah. They've considering this team, 
uh, looked to be going nowhere fast a few mm-hmm. months ago. Um, it's pretty impressive that they've been able to pull out uh, what they've right. done off season. Yeah, I would agree. If you would have told me at the beginning of the year, hey, by the way, they're going to lose Gaudreau and Kachuk, I would have been like, and that's the end of it. But I agree with you. Man, have they done a great job putting together a team. Super excited to see what they do. I really am super excited to see what they do. I'm really super excited to see what they do, too. You know, I'm super excited to see what some other unrestricted Mm. free agents do. Because now that he's gone, there's a few notable names left. Of course, our boy Phil Kessel. A lot of us have been uh, trying to get him to Nashville. Not sure it's going to happen at this point, but, you know, he's still somebody who's going to go out there and help a team. You know, there's our boy PK Subban. He still remains unsigned. Uh, A couple of up and coming players who had big seasons last year that are still on the market. There are a lot of good free agents Mm -hmm. left on the market. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at some of the big name free agents still left on the market, try to figure out where they may land, why they haven't signed anywhere yet, and what their future holds for them. Before we do that, though, I want to take a second and mention that today's show brought to you by the NHTSA and their Drive Sober or Get Pulled Over campaign. Um, it is the season where summer's wrapping up. There's going to be a lot of parties. Labor Day is coming up. You might be out on a bar with your friends. There's going to be a lot of opportunities uh, where you're going to possibly party a little bit too hard. And let me uh, let me make this clear, guys. When you're making that decision on whether or not you think you can drive home or whether you need to make a call, get an Uber, get a cab, anything like that, please Please do not drive, get a cab, get an Uber. So what are the, you know, if you get behind the wheel, there are good odds you're going to get pulled over. There's a good odd that you can get in a crash. Your insurance can go up. You may hurt somebody. You may hurt yourself. It is not worth it. Everybody knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly, but that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on a road to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe, plan ahead, get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. So remember everybody, drive sober or get pulled over. And let's talk about the uh, the guy that we have been talking about for what seems like a full calendar month now. We've I been mean... eating the campaign to get him to Nashville. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. But, you know, we can still dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Phil Kessel. Because here's the thing with Phil Kessel. You know, he's not the same player he was five, six years ago. Right. But he is still a pretty good player. And you look at his like stat line last year, because a lot of people were saying, oh, yeah, Phil Kessel, you know, he, he's kind of like a shell of his former self and whatnot. You look at his stats with the Arizona Coyotes last year, he had 52 points. Yes. Which is pretty good for a team that like had absolutely nobody on it last year. Uh, eight goals, 44 assists, 52 points. Yeah, I mean, like there's there's definitely still some playmaking and scoring value there 44 assists come on on the arizona coyotes who have nobody to pass it to like what gets you a statue (laughs) somewhere 
For sure. I agree with that. And, and, you know, true Phil Kessel is not the exact same Phil Kessel that he was earlier in his career, but he's really transitioned from the guy who scores the goals to the guy who makes the plays. And am I the only one? I know I'm not because this was all your idea. Credit where credit's due. Why in the world would Nashville not want Phil Kessel here? Yeah, I, I like what Phil Kessel brings. Again, not getting, you know, prime year Phil Kessel, but there is still plenty of upside to him. And uh, I wish, I mean, gosh, David Poyle, pick up your phone. Yeah, yeah I mean, why do I, you think he hasn't been signed yet? Is it really? Because, you know, you look at the stat line, there's like a lot of stuff there. Do you think yeah. it's teams just kind of, maybe making him like their their plan B or their last mm -hmm. resort. Like if we swing and miss on everybody else, here's somebody that we can get in to help us. Do you think he's being picky? Maybe he hasn't gotten a call from teams he wants to go to mm -hmm. yet. What, what do you think it is? I think it's a combination of things. I think probably he was not top tier for teams that were going out looking for some serious offensive punch. So I do think that there's an element of like, he could be like a plan to a or a plan B. I think too, Phil Kessel is going to be picky. Like, I think he's really going to want to be on a team that's competitive. He's been in Arizona for several seasons. I think he's not just going to say, Hey, I'll go anywhere so I can play. So I think that there's probably an element of like, here are some places that I'm interested in going. I want to be on a team that's going to compete, that's going to make a playoff run. I also wonder if he is open to, and I don't know this, but I wonder, is he open to a really useful, important bottom six role, mm. you know? It, or is he saying, no, look, I am not going to go to a team if I'm not a top six player, if I'm not getting top six minutes, if I'm not playing with top six players. So I wonder about that. And then, of course, you know, for me, it's the factor of if I were Phil Kessel and I was looking at a team, I would want to guarantee that you are going to let me start every game until I break the <laughs> the record. <laughs> Like, I mean, if you've played, what is it, like 900 and some consecutive games, like I would want some sort of like, no, seriously, you're going to tell me you you have to promise that I'm not somebody you're bringing in to plug in here and there when needed. I want a I want a role yeah. every game until I decide I don't want to play every game. <laughs> That is, I don't a, know. that is a very interesting opinion, too, because he does have that mm -hmm. streak going. And we saw there was some sort of, you know, mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't say controversy or drama over the Keith Yandel thing last year in Philadelphia. Um, it because just wasn't pleasant. Play, like, it was obvious, like, the Flyers, you know, their main – it, it was very weird. Like he, mm -hmm. like on one hand, you know, the Flyers obviously should be trying to play younger people, getting different guys a look. Um, you know, on the other hand of that spectrum, it's like the Flyers were out of it. They've traded yes. all their good players. So like, what's, what's the point what's it of hurt? like, yeah. Like, what does it hurt? Just letting him play like the last whatever number of games in the season. So there right. is interesting from the Phil Kessel standpoint of like, okay, well, if things go bad, like if Phil Kessel, if you sign him to be like on your third line, like kind of like the Craig Smith depth scoring mm -hmm. type of player, 
and things go bad, you need, you know, if you're John Hines and you need to add a little bit more physicality on there or something like that, then what happens? Like, you know, right. And that's me. May, maybe that's something we haven't quite considered yet, but that is a very interesting point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I kind of agree with you too. Like, you know, he probably wants to be, you know, playing in a certain role and there might be teams out there that are just like, look, like we have better options to be like, you know, our, our number two winger or, you know, our right. top line winger, you know, we see you as kind of more of a third line guy. Um, and so, yeah. So, you know, I, th- I, th- I think Phil Kessel is definitely going to sign. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be like one of those like one year, $3 million deals, something like that. Right. A big pay cut for him. Um, but he's, he's going to be somewhere before camp opens, I'm sure. Or maybe like right as camp opens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's I'm, I'm not sure where. Maybe a team like the Dallas Stars. Oh. You know, that is a team kind of desperate for death scoring. They already mm-hmm. had Joe Pavelski come in and have a renaissance year. Um, they've kind of had trouble looking for, for guys to play with Sagan and Ben to get them going. I don't know. For some reason, that that seems like a very uh, like a Dallas move to get Phil Kessel and maybe see if he can uh, unleash some magic and help with that scoring situation there. It feels like a Dallas move because it would crush my spirit, and that's all the Dallas Stars ever do is yeah. crush my spirit. So why don't you think he's gonna? Why do you think Nashville's out? Cap space. Come on. Yeah, I know. Uh, they're, they're not gonna have the cap space to make that move. It bumps me out because I think he is still such a great fit. And I think long-term, it would be really good for the Predators to bring him in, stick him on the second line just to start, just to kind of start the year. Let, like, let's not throw Phil Tomasino to the absolute wolves right out of the gate. Right. But who do you get rid of? Exactly. Yeah. You uh, you're, you're not making that move without making another move. Um, speaking of Nashville getting rid of players to make a move, uh, P.K. Subban. Oh. Still on the block. Um, yeah, I mean, not not the same player at all he was when he left Nashville, unfortunately. Um, no. But, you know, can he's still not help a team. He's not nothing, can still help a team in a good role, And Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with this. And, and look, straight up, 100% biased. Like, I know I'm not supposed to be biased, but I love P.K. Subban. So just... That's just where I'm coming from, people. Um, 33 years old, like you said, not sort of the superstar that he was. And not even a hundred percent sure he's gonna sign somewhere. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but definitely has had a drop in points since he left Nashville. It's last, you know, his three seasons in Nashville. He had 40 points, 59 points, 31 points, and then in New Jersey, 18, 19, and 22 points. So you're definitely seeing the bell curve come on down for PK Subban. But again, you get there's still plenty that that teams could get from PK, you know, not just on the ice, but I just think as far as leadership, leadership in the locker room and let's face it, like PK Subban brings energy, he brings the the sass, he brings the sauce and uh so, you know, I would like to see him play again. And, and I think like you, I think it's, you know, this is going to be kind of a, a shorter deal, definitely less. I'm curious whether he will resign with the New Jersey Devils though. Will he stay? Yeah. I mean, the Devils have some pretty good up and coming defensemen. 
Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, he remember, he made $9 million AAV uh, in his last contract and just $8 million alone in the last year of his contract last year. Uh, so there's going to be a massive pay cut involved wherever yes. he goes next. So that's, I'm sure, probably one of the complicated things. Um, you know, I feel bad for P.K. Subban because he's still, you know, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite yes. predators. Very jazzed to have him here. Very conflicted when he was traded away. Yes. Um, you know, if you feel bad for him because this is definitely a player um, whose injuries probably shortened mm-hmm. their, you know, their time on the ice total. Yes, um, you know, and it's at, it's at the point where it's like it's not just oh yeah he's missing a lot of time with injuries. It's uh, some of the injuries he's had um, have completely, you know, kind of changed the way he's played. Um, true. You know, and again, like he did play seventy seven games last year, um, but you know he's he's definitely you watch him play. He's definitely lost a stride on his skating. Um, mm-hmm. You know, his physicality. You know, we can't really keep up physicality anymore. Um, but again, like he is a very uh, smart player, a heady player, um, good passing, like very good offensive instincts. Mm-hmm. There's a team out there that he can go to, you know, maybe he's your second line player mm-hmm. or, you know, second, like maybe like a fringe second line player. Maybe he's just a really good, you know, bottom line, you know, fifth, sixth. Right. Defense. And maybe he's the guy, you know, he's first off when the, the power play comes on. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's definitely options out there for him if he if he wants to play again. And that's kind of like that's the, the million dollar thing is, you know, yeah, does he want to play again? Well, and I will tell you coming up, I'm going to tell you exactly why I would love to see him back in Nashville. And look, folks, I know it's not going to happen. I don't you don't need to message us. I know it's not going to happen, but I'm going to tell you why I wish it did happen. Um, But want to thank you for making Locked on Predators your first listen of the day. If you want more information on free agents like Phil Kessel, like PK Subban, you need to make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts across the league give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. So I know he's not coming to Nashville. Like, I just, I want to put it out there. Like, I know that. My expectations are low. But just envision with me, if you will, a third defensive pairing with P.K. Subban and Mark Borowiecki. Like, can you imagine two elder statesmen, one beating the ever-loving snot out of you and the other one mocking you openly to your face while it happens? Like, that pairing melts my heart. Will it happen? No. No, it will not happen. (laughs) But that's like a dream for me. You know what sound comes to mind when I hear about that pairing? <laughs> what? The other team's goal horn. <laughs> oh, that's so brutal. Whatever it is, that is the other team's goal horn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're I'm not saying you're wrong, yeah. but come on. I mean, like, just for a little while, it would be it would be fun. I don't know. I would be interested to see where PK lands. Like, there's a part of me that's like you know, maybe Dallas, you know, could he go to Dallas? They've got a little bit of cap space, although they still have to sign 
Ottinger, and I think they still have to sign yeah, Jason, Jason Robertson, Robertson, who's going so, to. And those two are probably going to eat up they're gonna, all of that cap space that have left. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of teams over the cap right now just because, like, the, the long term IR stuff hasn't right. kicked in, and there's probably a few players are going to have to jettison. Gotta, um, yeah. You know, it's a team with cap space that could theoretically maybe take a chance on him that would still kind of be fringe contention. What's that? Um, you know, for playoffs is um, how about the Anaheim Ducks? No, no, you know, no. That's a that's a team that has already some good young defensemen mm-hmm. to build yeah. around. Guys like Jamie Drysdale. Um, so PK Subban can kind of come into that defensive core and help him out, like kind of be like the elder statesman, yes. be a good locker room guy, you know, teach some of these younger players a good influence to have around. And you know, again, if paired with the right guy then that's somebody that I think could probably um, could probably help them a little bit. No, I, I think you're right. I think that would be a great fit. It would absolutely break my heart, but I can yeah. see where that would be a good fit. Here's what I think may happen. I think PK Subban may retire and go into broadcasting. And if he does that, I'm a hundred percent here for it because I think he's mm. a phenomenal when he stepped in on the NHL channel uh, I think he is a phenomenal broadcaster. He adds a lot of a lot of great hockey insight, and he also has a little bit of zhuzh. So, yeah. I would, I would, you know, eventually, whether it's this season or another season, I really do look forward to him kind of jumping into that role. For sure, absolutely. I think that's a natural next step for him uh, mm-hmm. whenever he does retire. Yeah. Um, how about if there's like a couple of names out there that had uh, big seasons that haven't really signed yet? Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Stastny yes. is 36 years old, uh, was playing on like a terrible, one of the worst contracts in the NHL, but still managed to get 45 points out of it, including 21 goals. Come uh, on. Yeah, I mean, this, this is another player like, hey, don't expect them to be the Paul Stastny of like, you know, 2013 or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean this is this is a player that can still help a pretty solid team yeah i would agree with that and you know what you're looking at again 36 years old which is like dog years in hockey years yeah. but you look at you know this is a 20 goal scorer last season now granted he was on a line with blake wheeler and aylers so you know he he's surround you know well surrounded but this is somebody who wants to win. Like he has talked about, like, I want to win and I would be willing to do a relatively team friendly contract to be on a team with the right fit that has what I'm looking for. So, you know, there are probably some options out there. If I were Paul Snaz, Paul Stasny, I would call it's Colorado. It's a lot. It's a Monday morning, people. Yeah. Like I would call Colorado. I mean, mean, that's where where he started. Like, yeah, clearly got some good memories there. You know, they just lost Kadri, Nico Sturm. So they could use a center. They have a little bit of cap space, but, you know, so he's not like he's going to have to be gracious. But I don't know. Colorado would be interesting. Although here's the thing. I don't want to do anything to benefit Colorado at this point. (laughs) You know, I'm still bitter. Four games. That's all it took. I'm still bitter. Yeah. Where would you, uh, where probably. do you see him maybe going? 
I think Colorado's a good fit too. I mean, you know, they they're gonna have to make it work and he's gonna have to take a pay cut, but you can definitely yeah. see him uh with the with the Colorado Avs. So here's a question for you uh-huh. that I was thinking about. I was thinking about this when I was thinking about PK Subban. Can you go back? Can you go back to a team? Do you what think do you mean? like do you feel like like I in the regular world? Like once you leave a company or something, it's a little like you just don't go back. It, I know the NHL and sports in general is different, but do you think somebody like PK Subban could come back to Nashville? Oh, one hundred percent. Do you really? It happens you don't all think the time. there's any? I mean, Paul Stastny burned the Winnipeg Jets uh, after they gave up an arm and a leg to get him to go to Vegas, and then what happens two years later? He tr- got traded back to Winnipeg. I just think that's weird. I mean, it happens all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a business, but I, I don't mean, know. There's, there's, just... there's some things. Like, I don't ever envision Brian Suter going back to the Nashville <laughs> Predators. Um, but, I mean, hey, remember, happen. like, before Ryan Suter, Dan Hamhuse was persona non grata in Nashville for not wanting to re-sign with Nashville. Mm-hmm. And what had happened in the last two years of his career? He came back to where it was all started. So, you know, time heals all wounds. Um, and, Paychecks you know, heal situations. all wounds. Yeah. Paychecks I, I think, heal all I think wounds. That can happen. Um, there's yeah. a couple of interesting names I want to mention, Anne, that are still mm-hmm. out there. Uh, how about Evan Rodriguez? Evan Rodriguez kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, was always a pretty, you know, reliable NHL depth player. Came out, scored 43 points last year with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, there's a lot of people joking, like at, at some point when he was on a big run, like who needs Crosby or Malkin when you have Evan? <laughs> um, he's an unrestricted free agent, hasn't been signed yet. Um, yeah, and I mean, this seems like a guy that, you know, a team probably would have taken a chance on by now. Like maybe he's trying yeah. to cash in more than some teams are comfortable cashing him in on, but um, yeah, I mean, I'd say there's definitely like a team that could could use them as like a scoring pop in their middle six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. That would be a great that would be a great addition. Uh, but I really like I look at somebody like that and I'm like, do you want to leave Pittsburgh? I mean, yeah. you know, wh- where's going to appeal to him? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what team? I don't know. Well, Pittsburgh know, doesn't yeah. have money right now, so. Oh, that's too yeah, bad. They, they just threw a lot of stuff at Chris Letang and uh, yes, they did. Evgeny Malkin. So yep, they um, did. Yeah, I mean, like if if you're looking for a contender, like that's somebody like Minnesota Wild. You yes. know, he's probably going to be cheaper. They need to replace some firepower now that Kevin Fiala's gone. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe he's just kind of like a you know a depth guy. Um, hey. Everybody would be a fit for the New York Islanders at this point. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, you, you can't say it's not from lack of trying, but. I know, but wow. Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, you and I might suit up for the uh, mm-hmm. next year. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't. I feel I really feel for Islanders fans because, you know, there's something about the offseason where, you know, it's hard to let go of some players, but you kind of get fresh blood and it just sort of breathes a little tiny flame of hope in your heart. Go Islanders. It's the you got feeblest nothing. go Islanders. 
I've ever it's heard. Just a, it's a rough off season for the Islanders. It's it's rough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one, Sonny Milano. <gasps> love him. I love him. Yeah. I, he should come to Nashville. I know yeah. it's not happening, but yes, I think he's a really interesting one. And it's interesting to me. I really have heard nothing about him. And, and he's somebody I think would generate a, some interest, you know, young player. He's not going to be super ridiculously expensive. I think he could be like an interesting investment down the road, but not, I've heard not much buzz about him. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's you know he he scored thirty four points last year. Uh, mm -hmm. Was a very very good player for the um, you know Anaheim Ducks. Yeah, excuse me, for good player for the Anaheim Ducks. It just kind of you know it makes you wonder like is there something that players aren't or teams aren't really sold yes. on him like kind of repeating that kind of success. Um, maybe it's kind of like the, um, you know, the Rocco Grimaldi situation where he was just a very good pit, like a, a very good fit in like a one specific situation. Yeah. He benefited from it that, you know, teams are looking at him like, okay, there's, we, we're not expecting, him we to don't need that. that kind of year for us. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's interesting. Uh, I thought there would be a team that takes a chance on him by now because teams yeah. have taken a chance financially on some pretty bad players this off season. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, um, you know, if there's a team that takes a chance on him. Yeah. I, I would, I'm very curious to see what happens with him because he's somebody that I'm like, huh, that could be a really interesting move for, for the right team. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll have to see where some of these players end up. And of course, uh, if there is free agent news, if anybody signs, uh, we will be here to tell you about it. We got about a month until NHL training camp starts. A lot of previews coming up. Um, yeah, we'll be we'll be here with you every step of the way. And where can the find people find your work online? You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com and you can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. I'm Nick Morgan. You can find my work at onthefourcheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. While you're there, be sure to follow the podcast at LO underscore Predators. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Helps us find this work or helps Preds fans find this content much quicker. That's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Predators podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back Wednesday with an all-new episode. See you then.